It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, shortly after she was diagnosed with breast cancer last April, author Nicola Pierce joined me to talk about something she never expected to have to deal with, and she looked ahead uh, to how she was going to approach uh, the weeks and months that were in front of her. Well, could anyone receive a better Christmas present this year with all she's been through to be told? She was told that she's cancer free and I'm delighted to say she's back with me looking a million dollars on late lunch today. Nicola, how are you? I'm doing great and thank you so much. It's a long time since I've done something like this. Um, No, I'm doing brilliant. I'm just, I suppose I've got fatigue, but to be given that news just before Christmas and to finish, um, I completed my last radiation on the 19th of December and it just felt absolutely fantastic walking away from the hospital. And I was back there yesterday, but just to see how I was doing, um, I absolutely appreciate all these visits that I have to make uh, that have been checked up on. Um, So it's been one hell of a year, a really, really interesting year, I have to say. (laughs) Well, take us back because um, April was when you got the official diagnosis. When did you feel the lump in the breast first? It was thanks to my sister's birthday present to me um, the previous July. I was doing lots of events in and around schools. I was saying yes to more and more events. I was on buses and trains travelling all over Ireland and I was carrying a lot of stuff because when I do, when I talk about my books, I bring my laptop and I'll bring different pictures. Um, I just started to bring, you know, bags with bags in them. I bring my my little um, speakerphone and uh, I was starting to struggle with the weight. So my sister bought me a rucksack for my birthday that I wasn't too excited about. She surprised me with it and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, thank you. And I started to use it. So the rucksack had wheels on it. So put my laptop in it. Um, and then I um, the laptop was a little bit too big for it. So basically when I would get up in the morning and I was running to the train station, the rucksack just kept falling off the wheel. So I was having to use my right arm to rise it up and continue on running, running, always, always running with too much stuff in it. Uh, and then I went to Greenwich over in Greenwich researching for the new children's novel and I was in I was aware of pain in this arm and I really just thought I must have pulled a muscle because I'm using it to write up this this uh, rucksack put it back on its wheels um, and um, it was a bit of a an awful scare to be honest with you this when I was over in Greenwich in the shower and I realised I had a massive lump in my armpit so uh, I went through the weekend just put it out of my mind 
I haven't been to a doctor. The only reason I ever go to doctors was to get my ears syringed once a decade. I just stayed away from them. I've never had children because I never wanted to get involved with doctors and hospitals. An awful fear. And I remember I hadn't even I had to kind of find myself a doctor. I wasn't even um, part of anybody's surgery. I'm living in Drada 10 years. I hadn't been to a doctor. So I remember going down to the doctor, absolutely terrified, totally <sighs> totally obsessed with having cancer but not believing I had cancer um, and I said to her I think I've pulled a muscle on my arm God love her she sat me down and just said how are you and I burst into tears so she put her finger in my armpit and, and said yeah oh yeah you're right you've pulled a muscle I mean it was a massive lump and she said stop your ground relax relax and then she went oh I just feel something smaller in behind the big lump and that was the cancer so nobody thought I had cancer either. I go down to Beaumont and I was told that day I didn't have cancer, uh, but they needed to do a biopsy on the lump just to see what sort of an infection I had. And it was as much a shock to them as to me to discover the armpit was full of cancer. So did they tell you there and then or did you go away and have to come back? Was there a worrying period? Like The before? mammogram was clear. I go down to Beaumont on your very first day. They give you a mammogram. Okay. That was clear. Mm. Um, and I went, and you know, and they take great care and take time. So there was nothing that could be seen in the breast. It was clear. Um, so they just thought that's what they were looking for was something in the breast because there was a lump in the armpit. Um, but it turned out then the tumour in the breast was so tiny it did take about three or four biopsies before it was located. But this would have been a couple of months after that first uh, mammogram. Okay, so you were still considering in that time that I'm I'm okay. Just There's nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. did they call you what happened to tell you? So um, they wanted to do a biopsy there and then. I hadn't been in a hospital uh, like this ever. And uh, I just begged her to let me go home. So this was just before Christmas. So she said, OK, I'll let you go. Uh, will you come back in six weeks and let me do a biopsy to see what the infection is? And I was like, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. And fled. And um, six weeks later, did the biopsy. And then, you know, it was a Friday. I was sitting down to write. Um, and I thought, all I have to do today is, is that I'm going to hit my 2000 words of writing. And the phone rang and I was alone in the house and um, they were on the phone. Uh, Can you come down? I said, no, I'm too busy. And there was a whispered, uh, the nurse, there was a whispered conversation and a second voice got on the phone and went, we just needed to do more tests. Will you come down and let us do more tests? So I think I knew, I knew. Nobody could come with me that day. Niall, um, my fiancé, was uh, at the busiest time ever for him. My sister, who would normally drive me, she was sick with the flu. Um, and just nobody was around. So I had to get on the bus, the 101, go down, get a taxi out to Beaumont and um, sit there and wait for my name to be called. And you're brought in and the doctor looks up and goes, have you not got somebody with you? And then I knew, you know. They didn't have to tell you at that stage. no. no. What did they tell you? What did they say to you? Did they tell you exactly? Had they a plan for you? Uh, Not immediately. What happens is they they know there's cancer in the armpit. Now the thing is to find where the the root is. So that, that took a few weeks. Um, and I think I pretty much was in shock for all of that. And I think I was probably in denial too. So they're more worried than I am because I still think I probably kind of sailed to those first couple of months, not really understanding what was going on. And I think the shock kind of cushions you and protects you. I remember I would be walking down to the shops and I felt like I was wrapped in a blanket and nobody could touch me. Everything The world was just soft around me. I couldn't really hear things. It was kind of was on mute. And that, I think, is a um, very natural reaction. And it kind of helps. It does help to cushion, I think, the blow. It kind of carries you along for a few weeks. 
until uh, while meanwhile they're busy biopsying and trying to find out where is. They got really worried because it was a few biopsies that still hadn't found where the source was, and I didn't realise this was a big deal. Um, but I absolutely implicitly trusted um, everyone I met, Beaumont, Lourdes. Um, you know, I couldn't. I hear all these bad stories about the health system. My gosh, I just have nothing but. Just, they were just fantastic. You know? So they do locate it. Have you surgery? Have you d- surgery? I had two operations. Yeah. I um, So the first operation didn't work. They want, when they take out the tumour, they want to see a healthy ring. Um, and that just wasn't the case. So I started uh, chemo knowing that I'd have to go back in and have a second operation on the breast. Now, I have to say, I didn't lose my breast. And I'm the only person that I know of all these women that have gotten to know through the Gary Kelly Centre, um, I'm the only one that I know I haven't, didn't lose my breast. It's just a lot smaller than the other one, but that's grand. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sure that is a significant thing for anybody yeah. or any woman. And I know that's where in the future they're working towards, if they can at all, yes. to minimise, you know, uh, what they have to do in terms of removal. Um, but you did lose your lovely hair. Yes. <laughs> Did that happen shortly after the chemo began? Happens far quicker than I expected to. Yes, I think I had. um, So basically my chemo was um, two months of intense um, chemo. So that's called AC. And then you go down onto three months of Taxol. And Taxol is lighter. Taxol is once a week. The AC is once every two weeks because this is a heavy chemo. And basically, I think coming up to the second round of the AC, I, again, it was a, everything happened on a Friday. When I think of last year, 2018, everything happened on a Friday. Friday morning, stepped into the shower, knowing that it was imminent, knowing I was going to lose my hair. But I cannot describe to you the shock when you're shampooing and you take your hand down and your hair, your hands are covered in hair and it's just falling out, long lengths of hair just falling to the ground. Um, poor Niall walked in, pretty much came back from work. Uh, I think he was even shocked. I just walked down the stairs in the days he had to go up and sort out. I couldn't clean it or I couldn't do anything, couldn't look at the shower. Um, but then, you know, it's you're just going with it. You have to. You've got to embrace it. There's no other way around it. I think possibly I even struggled more losing my eyebrows. Uh, than the hair. The hair is easily covered. The eyebrows, a bit difficult. Um, and the eyebrows didn't happen for ages now. It was kind of really more than halfway through the chemo before the eyebrows, the eyelashes, the hairs in your nose go. So then you're constantly getting nosebleeds every time you go to leave the house. You look at your, you kind of look at the mirror and grand. You st- you go to walk away, you look again, oh, there's a nosebleed. Um, and it's all this little stuff that you wouldn't um, be expecting. So all these little surprises keep popping along the way. You see, you're synonymous with your hair and the colour yeah. of your hair and have been for years. That's why I ask you about that. Yes. But let me tell listeners today, and you will see the pictures after the show and uh, in, in a little while when we mm. post them on social media, you look beautiful. You have the most beautiful grey hair and it's so gorgeous. And may I say it suits you beautifully. Thank you very much. It really does. <laughs> it really does. You know, you talk about upsides of things. Yes. But I think you have a total new look as well. That's really fantastic. Thank you very now, much. Now, this year, we needn't put any colour on it. You mentioned there the heavy chemo moving yeah. to the lighter. You had radiation I as did, well. I did, radiation. This couldn't have been easy. I can't honestly say that it... Um, I mean, I know I should say, yes, it was horrible. It wasn't. I look back last year and I'm going to get emotional. But I discovered that um, how caring that people can be. I mean, with the doctors, the nurses, I did my chemo in the Lourdes. Now, Beaumont were kind of looking after me and I asked, could they do my chemo in the Lourdes so I could walk to the ward um, and get my chemo? And that was that little bit of independence. 
because elsewhere I was having to be driven here and there. I don't drive. Uh, and, I, you know, I was so well looked after. I got to know all the nurses and the lords. I got to know the other patients. In Bowman, the same, the doctors, the nurses. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We're just wonderful. And then... I couldn't understand why I had this need to start writing about what I was going through on Facebook. I had never put anything personal on it before. Um, normally Facebook and Twitter was for talking about the books. And I just had this urge to share what I was going through. And it was that first thing of just sitting down and writing. It has been 24 hours. I, I was told I have breast cancer. And I couldn't couldn't believe I was absolutely flummoxed and still flummoxed to this day by the response that I got, the amount of cards, the amount of presents, um, people. It just, I mean, if I read about maybe a friend or somebody who didn't know particularly well on Facebook, I might just, you know, tick like or heart or I'm thinking of you. I, people did stuff for me. They contacted me. They sent me messages. They sent me mass cards. They lit candles for me. They took photographs of candles being lit when they went away in their holidays. The outpouring of support. And I would be a ridiculously independent and think I don't need people. Yes, I do. And the highlight of that, Jerry, was just saying that the book, my book Titanic, came out and the launch was in the midst of all this chaos before starting chemo. And, you know, over 100 people turned up to Waterstones and Scotch Hall to support me because of they knew what I'd gone through. Um, and last year was just such a, a healthy healing year for me in terms of um, there was so much good happened to me. And I think I'm filled with a, a newfound appreciation for the people in my life and um, people just around me. And I hope I would be a more caring person that I've learned uh, how to respond to somebody going through something like this. You've got me, I can tell you that. <laughs> Never mind yourself listening to what you've just said there, because... It all comes down to people, doesn't it, yeah, at the end of the really day? Does. And the love and the friendship in our lives. Is yes. there anything else? Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's the most important thing. And I want to throw out words for the Gary Kelly Centre. Um, they are just uh, absolutely fantastic centre, fantastic people, fantastic courses. The Drada Hospice, if there's anyone out there that has cancer treatment that you need to do in Dublin, the Drada Hospice are there. Volunteer drivers who will drive you down, wait for you and drive you home again. Th- those two things absolutely saved my life. Aside from family and friends, Niall, my fiancé, I never mentioned him. I never think to mention him. <laughs> oh, you've mentioned him a few times. You might be conscious of it there but I've heard him mentioned on several times and I know he's been such a big part of, of yeah. this journey for you as well isn't she just the most fantastic woman you could ever meet in your life and I really mean those words Nicola Pierce is with me on late lunch at Christmas she was told she's cancer free she's been through some journey we're getting lots of messages of good wishes for you Nicola I'll just grab one of them here yeah. before we move on it says Jerry, I'm in tears listening to your guest what an amazing lady what a remarkable story Well done and I wish you all the very best for the future. Thank you so much for that lovely message. 086-1800-658 if you want to comment and get in touch with us on the show. You're over the hump, as they say. Yes. But there will be close care for you yeah. going forward. Are you on medication? I am. I had to, um, was pri- uh, prescribed uh, tamoxifen to take, um, which I struggled a bit. I filled the prescription and then carried it around in my bag. Um, and thank goodness again, it was just, I, the Gary Kelly Centre, I was there one day and aiding as the director and she's just brilliant. I'd gotten counselling from her and I just said, I'm really struggling with this. Um, the thing was, I hadn't taken chemicals or hadn't, you know, since chemo and I just felt, you know, I've gotten really healthy. I've tra- transformed my diet. I'm drinking two litres of water a day and the idea of taking a tablet every day for the next five years, which, you know, has a 40% success rate of keeping, keeping the cancer away. Um, and I was afraid, you know, silly stuff, I guess, putting on weight, my skin breaking out and getting married at the end of May. Um, which is my gigantic big carriage to keep going. Fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah. And, um, but, you know, it's, you kind of focus on the bad things. You have to be told, you know, there is um, possible um, side effects. But thanks be to goodness, again, I'm lucky. I've taken, I'm about six weeks now taking it and I haven't experienced any, any of those side effects. So I'm, I'm delighted and I'm very lucky to be able to mm. take it. Some other cancers don't allow them to have a tablet. Yes, very important to send that message as yeah. well out that, uh, you know, that you were struggling a little bit maybe yes. and with assistance now you have it in your daily routine and that, that is fantastic. Now look, you're drinking water here. I noticed yeah. that and you were outside when we were there. You mentioned the, the taking of water. I'll say it again. You look marvellous. You have yeah. wonderful colour in your cheeks. Yeah. You look so healthy. Yeah. What have you changed? Just I'm interested for, in, uh, on the dietary. Well, I have to be honest, um, I loved alcohol. I loved going out two, three nights a week and that has all stopped. Um, and I'm eating mostly now fish diet, but I discovered that I love stuff like almond milk, um, seeds in my porridge. I eat a lot of seeds, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, um, nuts, um, natural yogurts, uh, you know, fruit. I eat a lot of fruit and steamed vegetables. I have a mountain of steamed vegetables with fish every night. I eat three times a, um, a day. I never lost my appetite. I never never lost my taste for anything. You know, I kind of was hoping I wouldn't like chocolate so much. I'm still having my one treat a day. Um, and New Year's Eve, now we had champagne. Um, 
just two small glasses. Now, normally I would have had a bottle by myself and then moved on to something else. I'll be honest, um, I, I was a big drinker. Um, so I had to let that part of me go. Um, and I do feel incredibly held on my skin as now. I mean, I'm, I'm 50 now in July. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I think I look younger now than I, I did. I want to check your birth, Sarah. I don't think those <laughs> figures are right at all. You're pulling me leg, Nicola appears at this stage. But seriously, like, come back to that. You love to drink. You enjoy oh, your yeah, drink and, yeah. and, and regularly. And it's now not on your spectrum at all. Do you miss it? Didn't for ages. Then, you know, New Year's Eve. Oh, I wanted to go mad. I mean, OK, we had two small, I had two small glasses of champagne. Niall and I, every New Year's Eve, we go to the Vine restaurant. That's what we do. That's mm. what we've done for the past six years. And, um, you know, there's a part, look at me, part of me looking around, looking at people kind of knocking back and getting merry. Uh, yeah, this part of me just wanted to go mad, do be the old me, uh, but I have an awful fear of a hangover, feeling ill, and it's very hard for me now. You know, alcohol is sugar; it's bad for you. It's very hard for me to kind of, you know, forget that. You know, I've had cancer, so that's kind of taken away the curtain. You know, you know, I never thought I'd get cancer. I did. Um, it's not a spiritual experience; it's a very physical experience. So it kind of just shifts, shifts, shift stuff in your brain. Um, so it's very hard for me to now um, to think. I oh, know I'll just have a few pints. I won't. I know I won't. Um, I'm not saying there's not a bit of sadness now attached to that. But yes, well, I <laughs> yeah. hear what you're yeah. saying and I understand the way you rationalised that yeah. for yourself. You mentioned spirituality. Yeah. When you get this diagnosis, and I'm sure there were low days, there were low days oh, yeah. when you were going through the treatment and, and all aspects of it. Did you think about your mortality or... Oh, yes. Do, do mm. you lean on spirituality at all or is that part of, of you? Well, part of the shock, when they were trying to locate where that source of the cancer was, uh, I, you know, those days I was planning my funeral. I, I think that also is the natural reaction. I was just going for a big drama, big funeral at the end. I remember one day, I mean, I am very spiritual. I absolutely believe I'm looked after. I have a crowd around me. I'm totally into angels. Um, and I remember in Beaumont Hospital one day, Nala and I were trying to find a department. I had to get an MRI. I wasn't even entirely sure what an MRI was. I was absolutely terrified. Um, and walking along was a really busy, wide corridor. It was like Grafton Street on New Year's Eve. And I'm walking down and two male nurses passed me and I just out of this crowd and load of voices, one of them said to the other, uh, it was on the Titanic. There was a little boy and I just stopped. Niall kept going and thought I was with him and turned around and I'm just staring off at these two fellows and I just felt, yeah, I can do this. And, you know, and it's just little stuff like that. My friend, I was on the phone to my friend in February or March, in March, and I was telling her how nervous I was, how scared unsure of this and that. She put down the phone to me and then there was a knock at the door was her postman with a Christmas card in March with an angel on it and she rang me and said I think you're going to be grand. You know, oh, so. Those signs, those yes, little things that absolutely. gave you the encouragement. Absolutely. Now you are a wonderful writer and you have such a repertoire of great books that you've written. Uh, you mentioned you were in the middle of yeah. like launching another one when this all engulfed you. Where are you now? Are you ready to, to go again? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit unsure of myself since Christmas. You know, since you get the all clear and the last treatment of radiation, you there's a part you going right back, back to the world. I'm not. <laughs> you know, yesterday had a long day. I had to get to Bowman's. There was no around to give me a lift. So I had a seven hour journey doing it on the bus. And then this morning I just sat and watched 20 episodes of Say Yes to the Dress so that I would have the energy to come in here and talk to you. So it is about managing. There is a book I'm 
um, 55,000 words into it. Um, I kind of feel over the next few weeks, you know, there's an awful lot of guilt in my head. You should be doing as you should be doing it. Um, but I can't fight the fatigue either. I kind of have to go with it. Absolutely. But yes, that, that's what I'm going to okay, go back to. Listen, listen, steady, steady on. You know, <laughs> one step at a time. Here am I, I trying to rush you ahead. You have a wedding to plan oh, as yes. well. What a year you had a, have ahead yeah. of you. And it just shows you, look at the inspiration you are, I'm sure to many others listening today with your story and looking so well and with us here this afternoon. One last thing. I love your new clock. I uh, I just love anything to do with books. So I I went on, I kind of searched the shops. I couldn't see anything. So I did Google. I looked for a wall clock with books on it. Um, and that, if anyone wants to go onto my Twitter account or Facebook, I've put it up, put it up actually on my bookshelves. So you can kind of, it's hard to see it. But yeah. yeah. And check it out because it foxed me because I couldn't <laughs> figure out because you have it in front of, you yes. know, your house is all books. Yeah. It's in, and I said, is this a see-through clock that the books are behind there <laughs> or is the books in the clock? So I just wanted to clarify that today. Thanks for telling us. You're inspirational. You're wonderful. I'm delighted you got such great news. Have a great 2019. Looking forward to your wedding and we'll meet again through the year, I'm sure. But for the moment, Nicola Pierce, well done. Thank you so much. Lovely to see you again. Thanks for having me. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.